Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are here with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And today I have an extra special guest who's also on our March cover, Jennifer Ertle with Beauty Counter. Hello, Jen. Hey, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on today. How's it going? It's great. <laughs> I'm seeing some sun shining, and I have high hopes for spring coming fast. Oh, me, <laughs> me too. I'm ready. I'm Those ready. daffodils are ready to pop, and I just can't wait. Yeah, I did one last snowboarding trip this past weekend. I'm like, okay, time for spring now. I'm done. <laughs> it was Winter a little slushy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I actually technically met you, I guess, through your husband, who was my guidance counselor in elementary school, <laughs> fifth yes. grade. And he was so great, not to put a downer on it, but my teacher actually passed away uh, that that year. And he was so helpful to our whole class. Like it was one of those memories that I think I'll just always have. Like I will always remember how helpful he was to our, because it was only a class of like 12. There was 12 of us. It was the first year Ward was open. And um, yeah, he was great. He's really talented and kids need help dealing and processing. There are not a lot of kids who get through childhood unscathed by some kind of big, um, big event in their life and they could really use some help. And so, yeah. yes, he loved it. And, and of course that like dates and ages us. because He still <laughs> talks about Brooke in elementary school. And I'm like, okay, nobody do the math, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like 18 now. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and I'm only 27. <laughs> so tell us, I know you have a history. You were an attorney, a lawyer. Tell us how you made that shift from being an attorney to getting into beauty counter. That had, that was, that's quite a shift. It's a big one um, and definitely not one that I saw in my future. You know, when I was in elementary school thinking, <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, I really did want to be a lawyer. I wanted to kind of change the world in ways and help people. And I went to law school and I practiced law for a few years. And I, I toyed with environmental law because, again, I wanted to really save the world in some um, measurable way or helpful way. And I came into law and had some good experiences, but also came to realize something about myself that I really do not like conflict. It sort of just zaps my soul to be in conflict while I could do it. It wasn't something that filled me up. And so for that reason, and lots of other twists and turns that life just takes, I started to look um, and go down a different path. And I found myself in this healthy living, clean living space, um, really in those early years before it became the buzzword that it is today. I mean, now we're in the midst of hopefully on the tail end of some of this COVID pandemic. Um, and now more than ever, health and safety are really at the forefront for all of us. But it wasn't back then. And it was mm -hmm. something that really um, caught my eye. And so I, I came down this path and I found that I loved being an entrepreneur. And now I could never work for someone else. Yeah. And um, I, I just just one thing led to another. Um, my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt are all breast cancer survivors. And while I was already on this path, I, I really doubled down. And I looked at the things in my household and the things that we use and consume and buy and, and the household products and definitely the personal care products. And what I found is so many people are simply uninformed. They may be, you know, going and working out and, and doing these things that we think are, are good to take care of ourselves. And when it comes to the products that we use every day, whether it's our laundry detergent or what we wash our dishes in, or definitely the things that we literally put on our bodies, it has a measurable impact on health. And I kind of found my way to, to change the world <laughs> by yeah. sharing this education and information and 
found it in a way that also um, gave me a great economic opportunity to build something, um, something strong that could be a legacy. So that's what brought me into Beauty Counter. You know, in life, so many times we don't see the path that we're going to go on until it kind of is right there in front of us. And so those things led to it. That's amazing. I love that. My grandmother and my mom are also breast cancer survivors, so I can definitely relate to that. And it's something that you're so right. People are so uninformed. They, you eat healthy and you work out and then you put these things onto your face. I mean, your skin absorbs. People don't realize how much your skin absorbs everything. It does. And it's important. And, you know, we assume, I think as Americans, well, of course, whatever is on the shelf at my drugstore or the counter is going to be good for me. But the fact is, it's just really an unregulated industry. And, Um, I saw that and I wanted to be part of changing a marketplace. I wanted to create a legacy, not just for my family with a financial um, opportunity, but something that could have ripple effects Mm -hmm. that could really impact people because it's never going to be, there's not that correlation where you say, well, the the cream I put on my skin is causing my breast cancer. Like, no, that's crazy. You can't draw that conclusion. That's impossible. But there are thousands of chemical ingredients and ingredients used in our marketplace um, virtually unregulated, only 30 ingredients are banned in the U.S. versus about 1,400 plus in the European Union. Wow. And some of those are linked to health harms. And when you look around our world we're living in and the, the rise in breast cancer rates and in, um, in infertility, in male and female mm. infertility and, and health challenges and learning disabilities, you have to kind of look at, well, what, what are we doing now that we weren't doing maybe mm-hmm. 100 years ago? And you know, between plastic, which I try to eliminate as much yeah. as I can. It's impossible to eliminate, <laughs> but I try to um, in my household. And and the things we put on our bodies, it makes a big difference. So it's not the one thing. It's the day after day, yes, month after month, year after year exposure to some of these chemicals that are avoidable that yeah. um, I'm passionate about sharing that education. Yeah. So what are a couple of the products that come to mind that like could, are potentially the most, quote, dangerous that we're putting I mean, is it deodorant? Is it, I've heard something about dry shampoo recently absorbing into your scalp. Um, What are some things that we should really be looking out for? I think the easiest thing to look out for, and it's not a product, but it's an ingredient, Mm -hmm. and it's perfume and fragrance. Not perfume like a brand, but perfume the ingredient. If you're looking at a label and you're reading through it, and it says perfume or it says fragrance, that is not actually an ingredient. It's a label that our one-and-a-half-page law that governs this multi-billion-dollar industry created back in 1930s that says you don't have to disclose what that is. It's a trade secret. So perfume is a trade secret. But guess what it really is? It's usually a lot of chemicals. And one most harmful chemical is something called phthalates, which is a very serious hormone-disrupting chemical that impacts everything. Hormones regulate our bodies. They regulate our fertility. They regulate our health. And so if you can be a label reader for that one thing, perfume and fragrance, because something can smell good. Yeah. We all like that. Yeah. But look for something that smells good that doesn't have that that ingredient because it can smell good if it has citrus in it or almond or whatever you might like, lavender. But when you see perfume or fragrance, that's your cue that it's really a chemical. And I would say 99% of the time it's going to have phthalates in it. Mm. So do the research if you're not sure, um, because that's something you want to keep out of your um, off your body, out of your out of your yeah. life if you can. So well, I would the say first that. thing that pops into my mind that would have that would be deodorant. And I saw Beauty Counter recently launched a deodorant 
Tell us about that. We did. And deodorant is not the most sexy product. But no, but it's important. <laughs> but I, it I've tried some natural deodorants and man, I'm, uh-uh, I can't do Nobody it. Nobody wants to be stinky. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it really took us a long time to crack the code on deodorant because we have such stringent safety standards. We're really a leader in the clean product and beauty space. Um, we were founded in 1913, not 1913, in 2013. <laughs> I was like, wow. And, <laughs> in 2013. And when we were founded, we went to labs and we said, okay, we want this. We want this great shampoo. We want it to be, we want it to smell nice. We want it to suds. And we want it to clean your hair and make it soft and silky. And these are our parameters. You can't use these ingredients and we don't want, and they kind of looked at us and said like, well, we can't do Sorry. that. <laughs> we can't do that because you can't make safe without using these ingredients that have been used for, you know, 100 years. Yeah. Back to that 1913. Yeah. And so, um, so it's been really difficult to formulate these products. And deodorant was one of those to find a safe, high-performing, because nobody wants to spend money on something that doesn't work, yeah. um, high-performing product has been has been challenging and we're very much about the whole picture too so sustainability we um, look at our packaging our deodorant is actually refillable so we've we've got that kind of aspect of it going for us too because we're um, we're a b corporation which stands for benefit and so that means we're about people planet and profit we're for profit we still want to have health protective regulation because we've got a great product and we are offering a solution but we want the whole marketplace to be safer for everyone, yeah. whether you're going to CVS and picking up a deodorant or you're using beauty counters. And so we're about advocating for that change and creating safer products across the whole marketplace. But beauty counters, I have to say, is a favorite. I've used, like you, I've tried many yeah. over the years, some with success, some not so much. Yeah. So beauty counters, is it yeah. really absolutely works. That's awesome. Well, I need to, I need to definitely try that out. Yes. <laughs> so what, if you had to pick, I know this is a hard question, but if you had to pick one beauty counter product that's your favorite, what would it be that you personally use? That is a hard question because <laughs> I use it all because, you know, the average woman uses, I think the statistic is eight to 12 products before she leaves the house in the morning. Wow. And if you think about that, I mean, that's also your toothpaste and, yeah, your, okay, you know, your face wash and your, so it's not just your, people think of, oh, I don't wear lipstick, so that doesn't apply to me. We use yeah. a lot of products. Um, so I've been able to switch over to many safer ones, many of which Beauty Counter uses. So I love our shampoo and our body products. But I'm 47. I w I'm a mom who came to the table late with kids. And so I really am kind of double down on anti-aging because I never have this recurring nightmare. Like we're at graduation and they're like, oh, is that your grandson? I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm all about anti-aging. Anti we have an amazing anti-aging line that works, that I can really see a visible difference. And we don't have to turn to those harsh and potentially harmful chemicals to get mm -hmm. it. We use a lot of plant-based ingredients and our, our clinicals really um, – deliver, you can see that they deliver results. But for me, I look in the mirror at 47 and I go, okay, this is, this is working. This yeah. Isn't I mean, y'all can't, y'all can't see her if you're listening, but she looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're very kind. <laughs> um, but I will say for everybody, cause not everybody's 47, there's this great product called over, overnight resurfacing peel. And oh my gosh, it's a game changer because it works for somebody young and bright like you, Brooke, and for somebody who needs the more anti-aging like me, cause it really helps keep your skin clear and it's, um, it's clean and it's impactful and it's, it's just, it's an amazing product. So customer reviews, reviews tell the story. I don't have to, but yeah. I love that product. So I couldn't live without that. And there are lots of others that I'm obsessed with. I love our 
our lip products and, um, you know, right now with masking, you, you don't see mouth, right? So you want to have like a little mascara and things like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. You know, even though we could live in sweatpants, I think most <laughs> of us these days, it, you just feel better when you, oh, you know, for sure. When you but, get a little bit dressed some, up. Yes. So. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned shampoo too. I guess I didn't realize that that was also something that Beauty Counter offers. Yeah, they have great body products. And I don't know, if you're like me and a lot of typical women, you try this and you try that and you go back. I've always done that. Um, yeah. And even with Beauty Counter, I'm, in a I'm obviously a huge fan, but I'll try something else for a little while. And I just always go back. The performance, it's really simple, a simple formulation. Sometimes simplest is the best, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But it just, it it really works. It's one of the first products we came out with, actually, is our ah. body products. We started this company with only 12 products, and today we have, you know, well over 100. So, so and I long, started with them. How long have you, you started when they started in yeah. 2013? I started in 2013 when we were just a baby, new company, and um, I'm one of their founding members, which was both scary, taking kind of that leap of faith into a new company, and really exciting. I just saw the opportunity for what it was, and um, just really got behind growing this mission and educating people. Um, and fortunately, and I, and I joined and I thought, these products better be good <laughs> because I'm all about the science um, yeah. and the safety. And fortunately, the products actually did the heavy lifting because I hate to be a salesperson. I don't like selling. I'm not, like, I don't know many people that do. Yeah, no, I me like neither. I like to educate, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Know. But when I could educate about the importance of safer ingredients and then just hand off the products and say, don't trust me, don't ask me, try for yourself. Yeah. You be the ju the judge, then they kind of did the work for me. So yeah. and that created some great success. That is so exciting. So tell us, um, kind of a switch gears, tell us an interesting fact about gin. An interesting fact. Well, I've just recently become introduced to and a little bit obsessed with probably for good reason, this, the Enneagram personality traits. Yes. And I kind of learned what I am and, um, it's been eye opening. I mean, it, at age 47, again, I'm kind of like, Oh, I'm still learning a little bit about my motivations and yeah. such. So what's your type? I am a type three wing two, which again, I'm still learning what that means, but, yeah. um, but it's, it's interesting. Sometimes you see those personality types and I, I love it. I've done a lot of, um, kind of investigation since I started looking into this. And um, I think it, it's for good reason, because that personality type is all about um, kind of really embracing things and going full force. Yeah. And very success driven. That's um, awesome. I'm actually also a type three. And <laughs> I have also researched it, I would say in the last, I guess the Enneagram just got extra popular within the last it maybe did. year or two. But I originally thought I was a type eight. And kind of kept digging in a little bit more. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely a type three. And my mom is having the same thing. She's like, every time I take it, I'm something different. And I'm like, well, then you're probably a type three because they're more of like the chameleon. Yes. Who, yes. <laughs> like molds to who they're with. And you can do, you can be who you need to be to, to yeah. be in that situation. So it's just, I think it's this time in our world, we are, a lot of us are being more kind of introspective and just, you know, kind of finding ways to, maybe improve and just cope better with the yeah. challenges that we're all facing. And so. it's always helpful to learn about yourself, to learn about your, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, what types they are, Yes, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's been fun. Yeah. So tell us about, have you had any, well, I'm sure you have, we all have any 
struggles with COVID, working at, at home even more with kids at home, kids not in school? Well, how have you handled fortunately, it? Fortunately, <laughs> most days, well, some days, I'm not going to lie, I've had a little temper tantrum here and there. <laughs> um, the most challenging, well, there's so many things, but my kids have been home. My oldest has just started back to school two days a week, but my youngest, I think, is it the only school that's not back yet? Yeah. Um, and it's been really challenging. He is a major extrovert. And so that has been tough because he's one of those kids that every five minutes, it's like, mommy, you know, help me. Mommy, look at this. Look, look at me balance on one foot. I mean, it's like constant. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it's hard to get focused. But I've been working from home for years now. And fortunately with my business, we we were really all set up. I mean, we've been, you know, you're, you work from where you have Wi-Fi yeah. um, and where you can talk to people. And a Just lot so of that's nice. digital. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't, we didn't have to pivot a whole lot. Um, but adjusting to working from home with my my loved ones there yeah. has been a big yeah. adjustment. Not quite as quiet no, as, no. as it no. usually And is. trying to, you know, four, four people. I mean, we don't have a large family, but four people and a barking dog trying to all be in a different space and have quiet. And stuff. Yeah, well, the good news is I think people are so used to, like, okay, they have kids, they right. have dogs, so it's not, like, weird to hear a dog barking <laughs> or a kid crying or... It's, what a shift new we normal. had. Yes, it yeah. really, it really, really is. But um, but there have been good things um that have also obviously come out of it. So yeah. So tell us a little bit. I've heard briefly that not, I guess, not since COVID, but that you have been to Washington D.C. to kind of help change laws and put your lawyer self to work. <laughs> yes, and um, that's something I'm actually most proud of with this career. Um, choice of mine, but something I was most skeptical about in the beginning, because when I was introduced to this brand in 2013, um, this company and our CEO, who is just, I mean, she is a force to be reckoned with in the best possible way. And she said, you know, we're going to take this all the way to Washington. It's not enough just to make a safe product. We need to change the marketplace. People need to have more health protective laws. Yes, we want to be for profit, but we want to do better for everyone. And I was really skeptical. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, I mean, coming, I was a politics major in college and obviously my law background. Um, But if you think about it, we have had major shifts in our, in our world through health protective legislation, like seatbelt laws, for instance, Mm. Um, smoking, you know, bans, no smoking in public places or on airplanes. I mean, no lead paint. They're they're big health protective measures that have had you know an impact on our health, on our kids' IQ. When you talk about lead paint and and our um, safety, when you talk about um, seatbelts, so it's really more of that. And so we have had thousands of meetings with legislature legislators at the local level and federal level, and I've been part of that. And that's that really is what gets me charged up. Just knowing that um, we can have that greater impact. Yeah. Um, we've had some recent wins, particularly in California. And California is such a huge state for manufacturing and products that oftentimes what California does impacts the whole country because mm-hmm. companies need to comply with those laws and then just kind of go, all right, we'll do it for yeah. everybody. I feel like we're just a little bit behind California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a smidge. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine because yeah. we're where we live and we have our own, you know, our own life and values. But we've had some big wins. Um, We've had a safer salon bill. For years, salon workers didn't have any ability to see what was in the products. They didn't have to label 
products. Wow. So they're in some heavy duty products that you know contain things like formaldehyde and and chemicals and color colorants and but they n- didn't have transparency. You didn't have to write what's in that product on the label. Um, a safer sunscreen law that protects not only our bodies, but also our precious coral reefs and our marine life. Ah. Um, the microbead ban, which also is about our aquatic safety, but also us. It's not that some people think, well, microbeads, oh, animals were, you know, choking on them or eating them. It's really, it's the plastic in those microbeads and that chemical phthalates that's in that plastic that was polluting our waterways and our bodies Uh. and causing hormone disruption in our marine life. So we've had some big wins um, and we have a long way to go. Yeah. That's exciting though. It is. Good for you. So last question before we kind of wrap it up. Are there any misconceptions about Beauty Counter that you hear that you want to put out there? (laughs) You know, that's a great question. Um, And everybody's kind of has their own um, view. I think with regard to choosing safer ingredients, products, it's a journey for a lot of us. It's something you kind of can't shove down somebody's throat because, you know, none of us want to be told like, oh, you've been doing it wrong. Um, (laughs) And so I know for me, it's really been a journey over years where I've worked to change out one thing at a time. And I do think some people look at this and think, well, you know, it's too much, um, or it's, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's marketing really. And now I think we're appreciating now that we have COVID vaccines, we're appreciating the scientists more than ever. Um, it's really based on science and there's a lot of sound science that just links these kinds of ingredients to health harms. And so, um, I think sometimes people think, Oh, you know, I don't like those tactics or, you know, and I can respect that. I think it's important to take the information in, maybe in, in you know, bite-sized doses that you can handle. Yeah. But don't put your head in the sand and just say it's all fine. Because yeah. Because it's just not. Um, we have choice. You know, we all have a choice to do what we want with it. But I know for me, I was able to kind of absorb the information little by little. And this is just one area, um, you know, our, our products that I chose to switch out. I wanted to be proactive. Um, yeah. Seeing my family's you know, struggles with breast cancer, just knowing what I know, you, you sort of can't unlearn what you know, right? Sure. And sure. when you know better, you, you do better. Yep. I so, wrote about that this month. That's yes. one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Well, and it's just like with exercise or with eating healthy, like it would be crazy to say, well, I'm never, you know, I'm going to give up all the unhealthy foods all at one time. Right. Like you can't quit cold turkey or you can't no. go start going to the gym every single day for an hour when you've been at right. a, not at all. So it's just, even if you swap out your deodorant, then swap out your shampoo and then move on. I mean, it's about progress, yeah. not perfection. Yeah. I am far from perfect and I don't do it all right and I don't do it all healthy and safe, yeah. but, um, but I make those small choices and they really can add up for your health and your well-being and and feeling good yeah I love that that's awesome so tell our listeners how they can find you and get in touch with you well they can find me on Instagram at NC Jennifer I'm here in North Carolina Um, they can also find me at beautycounter.com slash Jennifer Ertle and I always offer free samples and um and advice and whether that's beauty counter or otherwise, I really love to be a resource for um, people who are in this journey along with me, whether it's a product or, you know, what kinds of pots and pans did you swap out 
for your Teflon to do safer. I love to be that resource. So you can find me in those places. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat with me today. It it's was been great. Fun. Yeah. Thanks, Brooke. Well, and as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media at Forsyth Mags on every platform, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that good stuff. And ForsythMags.com. And that's a wrap for today. We'll see you all next time. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>